Here is a sermon that was preached by Pastor Ballon in one of the Sunday morning services. This morning, I would like to spend some time with you on launch out into the deep. Launch out into the deep. I would like all of us to turn to Luke chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. Luke chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. Here we read an instant that happened in the life of Lord Jesus Christ as he was ministering to the multitudes. So we are going to read from Luke chapter 5, verse 1. So it was as the multitude pressed about him to hear the word of God, that he stood by the lake of Gennesaret and saw two boats standing by the lake. But the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. Then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the multitudes from that boat. When he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish, and their net was breaking. So they signaled to their partners in the, in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish which they had taken. And so also were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to them, Simon, said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on you will catch men. So when they heard, brought their boats to the land, they forsook all and followed Jesus. We see a miracle that took place in the life of our Lord Jesus Christ as he was ministering to the multitude, especially ministering to the disciples. And here we, here we see a picture of the disciples trying to, get, trying to catch fish in the sea all through the night. And at the end of the night or early in the morning, they caught nothing. Disciples toiled all through the night and scripture says they caught nothing. You know, I remember some of sometimes sometime we go for fishing in, in near Chinatown. And at the, uh, you know, spending one hour, two hours, three hours there, we come with nothing, right? Some of those days are not really good. Maybe high tide or low tide, something else. We do not have any fish. You know, at times it is disappointing. We expect to get fish and go and cook, eat, cook and eat. But then when we do not have fish, it's so disappointing, right? As I'm talking about fish, I'm sure some of you are really thinking about fish. Some of your tongues are already tasting fish right now as I speak, right? So fish is very, very interesting. You know, they caught nothing on that day. But then when Jesus got into the boat and he asked them to put the little boat little away from the land, so that he can preach. And he started preaching the word of God and multitudes were standing in the shore and listening God's word. 
And when Jesus stopped, he told the disciples, just go launch into the deep and lay your net down for a catch. And scripture says they obeyed Jesus. And when they obeyed, they caught great number of fish. That's what scripture says. But Jesus told Peter, from now on, you will catch men. That was astonishing. And scripture says, more than that, scripture, scripture says, Peter came to the land and he left his boat there. Scripture doesn't even say what they did with that fish. Probably people came and took that fish just for free. And Peter forsook everything and he followed Lord Jesus Christ. And if we can turn your attention to verse 2, scripture says, Jesus saw two boats standing by the lake, but the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. Fishermen were washing their nets. You know, it was their routine every day when they come back after a catch, they go through the net and just to see whether any seaweeds are just clinging onto the nets or they just see whether any damage has been made to the nets by the fish. And they also wash their fish and get the, sorry, wash their nets and get the net ready for the next day's catch. That has been a routine for them. Every day they keep doing it. But some days are good. They would have caught enough fish. But this day is one of those days which are really frustrating. They really got frustrated and they just gave up everything in the morning and they said, it's enough for the day. Let's wash the net and keep the net ready and let's, let's go, go home. You know, they were just getting ready to go home. They were totally you know, tired on the day. They tried their level best all over the night, but scripture says they caught nothing. They know that they know it's, it's their failure. Their bad luck and whatever they want to call it. They accepted their failure on the day. And you know, they were also worried they are going back home empty-handed without any fish. For some of them, I believe, you know, they need to just depend on that fish for their livelihood. They need to just get that fish and sell that fish. And that's how they survive. But that day was so depressing. They couldn't get anything on that day. They were tired and they were totally disappointed. At that point of time, Lord Jesus Christ is coming and telling them, come on, just put the boat, you know, a little away from the land. And they thought, they, they didn't have any answer. They, 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 they had no, no expectation at all. They just obeyed and said, come on, let's put the boat in the, into the water. They just did that. And scripture says in verses four and, 3 and 4, Then Jesus got into one of them boat, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the multitudes from that boat. When he had stopped speaking, you know, scripture says he started preaching the word of God, sitting in the boat of Simon. He got in the Simon's boat and asked them to ask him to put that boat literally into the water and he did that. Jesus started preaching the word of God. You can imagine the disciples. They were in the sea for all night. Like, like Jophin, he walked all through the night and sitting in the morning in the presence of God this morning. You know, it was something like that. They just walked all through the night and they came to the shore in the morning thinking that they can just get back to home but now Jesus came and told them come on let's put the boat in the into the water in the, into the ocean now for some of them they, they don't want to see the ocean again in that day because they just want to have a good sleep and then come back right so that's what they wanted to do but Jesus is Jesus started preaching you know Jesus is a good preacher he's not like me he preaches for hours together he starts in the morning and he preaches in the night and disciples have to come and tell, stop Jesus. Jesus, come on, stop your preaching. 
People are hungry. It is getting late. They need to go back home. Stop your preaching. You know, Jesus is such a good preacher. People will not move. They will just sit and listen to the preaching of Lord Jesus Christ. We are not sure how long Jesus was preaching. The disciples were just sitting and looking at the face of Jesus. Lord, when do you stop? I can go home. When do you stop? I can go home. You know, some of you sit at the church in the same way. Pastor, when do you stop? I can go home. When do you stop? I can go and enjoy my lunch together as a family. You know, disciples were just waiting there. And Jesus started preaching. And now Jesus is asking them to launch the boat once he stopped deep into the sea. And he asked them to lower their nets down for a catch. And I am sure the frustration is mounting in their lives. Nobody wanted to do it because they worked in the same sea throughout the night. They caught nothing. But now Jesus is asking them to put their net into the same place. You know, they were just frustrated. Verse 4 says, when he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. But Simon answered, verse 5 says, but Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all the night and caught nothing. But nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. You know, there we see a man who is willing for a change. There we see a man who is willing that someone is saying something, I will obey to it. And he looked at, he is the master. He is the savior of this world standing in front of him and telling him, Simon, move about a little deep into the sea and cast your net down for a catch. You know, they were trying with their own strength until that point of time. But now, they realize that Jesus is asking them to do something. You know, there is a huge difference. When we try to do things by our own strength, most of the time we fail. You know, I experienced that in the ministry. I experienced that in the, my professional life too. When we try to do things by our own strength, we fail. But these disciples, they were trying to do things by their own strength. But now when Jesus asked them to do, they were just willing to go for it. And disciples thought for a moment, it's the same place, it's the same boat, it's the same net, and we are the fishermen. What else is going to happen? But they also realized there is a factor which is totally different. Earlier they were without Jesus, but now they are with Jesus. You know, it makes a huge difference in our lives too as we live on this earth. You know, they were, our past life was not with Jesus, some of our past lives. We just messed up our lives all along. We just wasted 20 years, 30 years of our life on this earth. But you know, it was full of waste. Nothing we got out of those lives of our past. But now when we found Jesus, when Jesus came into our life, you know, that gave a new meaning to our life. You know, that's the reason today we go and preach the word of God, preach Jesus about others. You know, through television, we try to reach the homes saying that Jesus is what you need. You are in need today. Because when Jesus comes in our lives, that brings a total change to our lives. These fishermen, they realized Jesus is the additional factor in their boat now. And now Simon was willing to obey the word of God. Simon, without any condition, Peter just instantly obeyed the word of God. And scripture says at the end of the day, they caught great number of fish. They caught great number of fish on that day. You know, what a blessing that day was for the disciples as they were fishermen. I want to turn your attention to verse 10 now. 
And so also were James and John, the son of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. They all came and they all fell at the feet of the Lamb, saying that you are son of God. Because nobody else can do such a miracle. You perform that miracle. And Jesus looked at Simon and said, do not be afraid. Because Simon was terrified. He tried all his skills that he learned a couple of years over a period of time in the sea, in fishing. He knows very clearly that he cannot get fish early in the morning at this point of time in that sea, in that particular location. He realized he is God himself. So he was terrified. And Jesus looked at Simon and said, do not be afraid. From now on, you will catch men. Now on, you will catch men. You know, what a drastic change it was in the life of Simon. I was just thinking about it. You know, there is man's desire is there in one hand and we see God's desire in the other hand. Man's desire is to, it's all about this world, but God's desire is about something else. Is it not the same in your life too? You know, most of the time we work in this world, most of the time we toil in this world for our living. I believe it is very important. It is must. But in the middle of all this, you know, God has another interest in your life that you need to work in the kingdom of God. That is God's another interest. Do you know that? You know, some of our families, we, we, we have a great desire and great ambition, but God has a much more greater desire and much more greater ambition in our lives. Some of us want to establish our lives and get married and settle and have children and have bungalow and car and in all the other facilities. But God has something else. God has some other plan about you. The whole story is taking a 180 degree turn now. When Jesus told Simon, from now on, you will catch men. Now on, you will catch men. And I was going through the story and I was understanding. God proved himself, proved Simon that you are a fool. God proved himself that you are just nothing. You are good for nothing. Because he's supposed to have all the skills, not Jesus. He's a fisherman, not Jesus. He's just a carpenter. And he proved himself, just Simon, you do not have anything in your own. And he proved himself saying that you are not even good for catching fish. But you know what? I'm going to do something in your life. From now on, you will catch men. Now on, you will catch men. You know how much ever we think low about ourselves. Our God always thinks superior about you. This morning I just want to tell you that. You know, never give up. Never give up. You think that you know, I may not be able to stand and speak like this. I may not be having more eloquent like this. You know, I may not have, have the strength to do all such things. You know, how do I do? I don't have the skills. But you know what? God has a plan about your life. God thinks much greater than what you can think about him. But you know, at times God takes us to a situation until we are proved in front of him as we are a fool. We are nothing. We are just a big zero. That's what God does. He was doing that with Simon. He was proving that to him. And now he's telling him, your desire is for fishes, but my desire is for souls. My desire is for souls. You know, God doesn't want us to live and eat and drink and just get destroyed in this world. But God wants us to have, make eternal impacts when we live on this world. You know, people in this world, they cannot do it because they don't believe in eternity. You and I can do it because we believe in eternity. And they cannot make an eternal impact. You and I can make that eternal impact in the life of people. Jesus made a sudden change in the life of Peter. 
just a U-turn, 180 degree turn in his life. And this morning, I believe God is telling, this is what God is telling to the church. You know, some of us may be disappointed if I ask you to raise your hand, including my hand, saying that how many souls you saved until now for the kingdom of God? How many souls you preached the word of God and they accepted the word of God for the first time, not preaching to again and again, but how many times you shared the word of God to someone fresh who never knew about Jesus or who never accepted Lord Jesus and they gave their life to Jesus. You can count. You know, at times we get disappointed. Lord, not even one soul in my life long. Not even one soul, Lord, I have saved for you. You know, all of us worry about when we, and stand in this, when we go and stand in the presence of the, presence of the living God, are we going to stand with him empty-handed? We sing a song, hymn saying that must I go empty-handed. But at times we get frustrated. You know, at times we worry about the failures in our spiritual lives. We want to pray more. We want to read the word of God. We want to meditate. We want to just do things of God in the church, in the society. But Lord, I am not able to do. I am a failure. At times you think that you are not useful to anyone at all. And I keep hearing how many times we ask that question. Am I useful? Am I useful? Am I doing something useful? At times we think that we are not good anymore to God even. We are not any of any good use to God even. At times, you know, people quit walking with the Lord, saying that there is no point in walking with the Lord. But I believe this, this morning God is telling us, Peter was exactly in the same situation on that day. But God decided to bring some change in his life. And that change was just instant. All of a sudden, the change came into his life. You know, sometimes God brings the change in our lives in a miraculous way. As we see the eggs becoming a larva and then pupa and then an adult butterfly. We see the changes that is taking place in the life cycle of a butterfly. You know, God takes us through some of those changes in our lives until we become an effective tool in the hands of God in our own lives. In Peter's own life, his profession got changed all of a sudden. He was a fisherman. He was a man who is catching fishes. But now Jesus is saying, now on, you will catch men. Not next year, not next month. No one in that moment that instant change was brought into the life of Peter. You know, our God is such a powerful God, such a mighty God. He can bring that change in your life at any moment. Not only in the life of Peter, even in the life of people on that day, among the Romans, among the Jews, God brought a great change. That's the reason 3,000 and 5,000 got added to the church when Peter started preaching on the day. You know, when God brings the change in your life, we will see the effect among people. We will see the effect in the society. We will see the effect in the community. People come running, Lord, what must I do in order to be saved? You know, if God is bringing the change in your life, I would say just go for it because God is about to use some of us, I believe strongly. 
And God is going to make the fishes ready. On the day, I believe God called all the fishes to come and just be available for Peter to get a catch on the day. And if God is bringing the change in our lives, if God is asking us to do something, and if we obey and we go and do it, God will prepare the fishes ready for us. But it happens only, only when we are willing to go. Only when we are willing to obey his word. Only when we are willing to take the risk and ready to face the challenges in our lives. You know, when we do that, we see God bringing changes and God making eternal impacts in the life of people. And I believe this morning God is speaking to some of us. You know, as we prayed, as we tell, told, this is not just an ordinary church. This is not just an ordinary congregation. And I believe God has brought us all the way from different nations to this nation as immigrants in order to bring changes in this society, in our culture. And I believe the days are coming. I believe God is preparing the core team and I believe God is putting the core team in place in this place so that we can go and minister. I believe the days are coming. I believe the days are coming. God is going to use some of us. God is going to pull us, pull some of us from our comfort zones. You know, as long as we remain in our comfort zone, God cannot use us. God has to bring us out of our comfort zones. That's the reason God has brought you to this city. That's the reason God has brought probably to this church. He's going to change at times. Even our friend circle, he's going to change. And he's going to change our priorities. You know, some of our lives, if you list down the priorities, they are totally different from God's order. But God has a different priority about your life. And as God brings change in your life, he's going to change the priorities. Now, I was just thinking about eagles this morning. Eagles as they grow older. As their younger ones are coming up, at some point of time, eagles, they destroy their nest. They completely destroy their nest. Otherwise, the little ones are so comfortable sitting in their nest. They will not go out and learn to fly. But this eagle destroys its nest so that the little ones are pushed away from their nets. And that's how they started learning to fly. And I believe God is about to do that in the midst of us. God is going to bring some of us out of the comfort zone. He is going to learn and he's going to teach us how to move forward, how to swim, how to fly. And God is about to bring those changes in our lives. And all that we need to do is we need to be willing to the word of God. We should be willing to launch deep as the Lord is asking us to do. I don't really know what the launch deep means. The deep means in your lives. It may be in your spiritual life. It may be the way you do things for God. It may be your commitment that you have inner commitment for God. It may be some of those priorities that you need to work in your life. And I will ask the Holy Spirit to tell you this morning, what is that launching deep means to you in your life? What does it mean to you really? This morning I believe God is looking for a change in your life. And the change that came in the life of Peter was just all of a sudden. And that change was just once for all. And he was ever changed. He was totally changed forever. And he became a man of God who preached the word of God among the first generation after Lord Jesus Christ. And 3,000, 5,000, many got added in the church. And he was also a man of God who got crucified upside down for the sake of Lord Jesus Christ and the commitment that he had for Lord God. And this morning, 
We do not know the plans that God has for each and every one of us. But I strongly believe the kind of changes that God is making in your life and in this church, it is going to have impact not only in our lives, but in the life of our society and our community. And all that we need to do is we should be willing as the Lord takes us into the next miles, as the Lord is launching, asking us to launch deep. Let's close our eyes this morning for a time of prayer. And this morning, I believe, even though we were just rushing through the scriptures, but I believe the word is very clear. I believe the message this morning is very clear that God wants to do some changes in your lives. And he will ask you to launch deep. And you should be willing to go as the Lord is taking you to the next level. Hallelujah. This morning, I believe that God is speaking to some of us. And some of our lives as we are like Peter, as Peter, the Simon, he was standing at the shore on the day, having nothing in his hand, just empty, just zero, nothing. He lost all his abilities for the moment. He lost all his skills for a moment as he was going through such a time of frustration in his life. This morning you may be going through it, but believe it, it is not cast by the devil. It is not cast by your decision, but it is cast upon you by the Lord God because he wants you to come to that position until you realize it is not about your strength. It is the strength of God Almighty. Hallelujah. And this morning he is telling you, not by might, not by power, but my, my, my spirit, says the Lord. This morning God is telling you, my son, my daughter, it is possible only by me. It is possible only by me. I want to ask you how many of you are willing this morning to tell the Lord, Lord, no matter what change you bring in my life, no matter how deep you want me to launch my boat, I am willing, I am willing. If we can obey to the voice of the Holy Spirit, I believe there is blessing. Hallelujah. I believe the purpose of God will be accomplished in your life. Precious Heavenly Father, we thank you for your, your words this morning. Lord, thank you for the lesson that you are teaching to Peter the Simon on the day. But Lord, thank you for the change that you brought into his life. As we read, Father, we are not, not, we are not so different from Simon, Lord. At times today, we are disappointed, we are discouraged, Lord. We gave everything, oh Father God. We are giving up at times, oh Father God. Even we, Lord, decide to walk away from you, oh Father God. But this morning, you are telling each and every one of us, I am the God who is going to bring change in your life. I am the God who is going to destroy the nest of your life. And I'm going to bring you, take you out of your comfort zone. I'm going to put you in a position where you will be used by God Almighty. Father, we thank you for these words, oh Father God. Lord, I believe these words are, Lord, Lord spoken as a prophecy into our life this morning, oh Father God. We hold on to these prophetical words in our life this morning. And we believe that there is going to be a mighty river of God sweeping across this land oh father God not through anybody else but through the little ones those who are sitting here in this place but through the people of God who are sitting here and willing to obey your word I pray oh father God you would seal your word in their hearts continue to speak to them we give you glory in Jesus mighty name Amen, Amen. Hope you are blessed by this teaching please write to Pastor Balan Swami Nathan at balan at hipm.org God bless you.